conversations to inspire. My name is Jeanette Padilla-Vega, and I will be your host. Tune in weekly to hear my conversations with exceptional individuals that will captivate, motivate, and inspire you to live your best life. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of Conversations to Inspire. So for today's episode, I want to inspire all of you to live more sustainably. And if you follow me on my social media or you read my blog, you might know about this a little bit because I've been talking about it a lot, but I want to share a little bit more on here today. And for those of you who um, don't, if it's your first time here, or if you don't follow me on social media, let me tell you what this is all about. So a little over three months ago, I started a self-imposed sustainable style challenge. That's a mouthful. It's basically just a challenge where I don't buy anything new for a whole year. Specifically, no new clothes or accessories for a whole year. And I hashtagged this challenge NNC365, which stands for no new clothes for 365 days. So like I mentioned, I'm just three months in so far. And I have an essential update for you all. Before I get to the update though, for those of you that are uh, new to this and haven't heard of my challenge, let me tell you a little bit about it. So I started this challenge after seeing the documentary, The True Cost on Netflix, which is a documentary about the fashion industry and how much waste it produces and how um, how toxic it is for our environments. And it goes into, you know, um, the, it goes into workers' rights and it highlights um, the lives of the workers that produce fast fashion for um, America and the rest of the world. It was a very illuminating documentary and it really struck a chord with me. So much so that within, I think it was less than two weeks, I decided that I was going to go cold turkey and just not buy anything new for a whole year and see what I learned. Now, before deciding to do this, I had slowed my role a little bit when it came to shopping for clothing and shoes and accessories, um, but I was still buying a good amount of things. And I decided that I needed to take extreme action, and that was because of the film. It really caused a visceral reaction in me. It was something that I knew I had to go, I had to take extreme action. And for me, that meant you know, this challenge of not buying anything new. The only exceptions that I made in this challenge were for undergarments because we don't want to buy used undergarments and um, anything that's gifted to me by brands or anything that's gifted by um, like friends or family. And the last exception was things that are thrifted. So I'm still able to buy items from thrift stores. So the first three months have been pretty easy. There have been a couple instances where I thought, you know, darn, I really wish I could go online and buy this because it'd just be so convenient. Or I would see things here and there and think, oh my gosh, that's so pretty or that's so nice. Or it'd be really, you know, awesome to have this, but I don't really need it. So it's okay. And I would just kind of stare longingly and then, you know, get over it. So for the most part, the first three months had been easy up until last week when we took a trip to Los Angeles and things did not go as planned. So um, our toddler had been asking us quite frequently to take her back to the beach ever since we got back from a beach vacation in Hawaii back in March. 
she really took it to the next level. She kept building imaginary sandcastles on the dinner table almost every single night. And it was really breaking my heart. It was so, you know, it was so cute, but also so sad because she just longed for the beach. I could just see it in her little eyes. So we decided to take a quick trip to California and hit our quote unquote local beaches. And the whole purpose of this trip was to hit the beach as much as possible. But I forgot one essential thing my bathing suit. In the rush of preparing, you know, a suitcase for the baby and um, packing um, all these groceries that we wanted to take with us because we bought too much food that week and we didn't want our food to go to waste. So, you know, trying to be sustainable, we packed up all our groceries. We packed other random and miscellaneous things we needed for our trip. I um, packed up my things last and in a rush to do so, I kind of packed like the weirdest suitcase I've ever packed. It was just kind of a mishmash of things um, from my closet that didn't really make too much sense. And I completely left out any type of bathing suit. So when we arrived Tuesday evening, we had dinner, we hit up Target for swim diapers, and we headed to the hotel. We went to bed. Then the next day, Wednesday morning, we were up bright and early with plans to have an awesome breakfast and um, then head to the beach. So I failed my challenge our first day at the beach. The weather was awesome. It was probably 10 to 15 degrees cooler than Las Vegas. Um, So we're talking like mid 80s. I wore shorts, a white flowy top with tons of fabric and like a three quarter sleeve and some espadrilles. Breakfast was awesome. And then when we arrived at the beach, it started to get really warm. By the time we found and paid for parking, walked up and down the shops at Manhattan Beach looking for sand buckets and shovels, grabbed our beach things and put on sunscreen, I was melting. I was covered in sweat and I realized my top had way too much fabric and it seemed to be insulating me. So there was no way I was going to lay on the beach in this top that was cooking me like a big potato wrapped in foil. So I told Mark, who is my baby's father, by the way, um, that I was going to buy a t-shirt to change into and that I would meet them at the beach. I was really disappointed in myself for not being better prepared and it didn't occur to me that I wouldn't have an opportunity to change before heading to the beach or else I would have opted for like a plain gray t-shirt that I had also brought along. I could have completely avoided this situation, but this is real life and these things happen. I reminded Mark of my no new clothes challenge and he replied, don't worry, I'll buy it for you. And that way you don't have to buy anything new or even mention it, which yes, technically he paid for the shirt, but I still count it as a fail. The reason for that is because going into this challenge, I wasn't thinking of ways I could add loopholes or extra exceptions to be able to make purchases while still in the challenge. This challenge wasn't this like crazy extreme thing that I was doing to, you know, get attention or to get more likes or followers. And so I wasn't thinking of ways to, you know, already break my challenge before I even started it. This was something that I was taking really seriously because I wanted to reduce my environmental impact through fashion. So having Mark pay for my shirt sounded like and was a loophole. I told him I was going to count it as a fail and mention it to you all because this is what happened and you should know. So I put myself in this challenge after watching the True Cost documentary and seeing the struggle those making our clothes live with every day. The struggle of these people are fueled by our obsessive compulsion to buy fast fashion and mindlessly stuff our closets. We're unknowingly funding slave labor 
and I really wanted out. I wanted to do everything within my power to stop contributing to that system as much as I possibly could. That's why I started this challenge. So there I was, standing at the base of Manhattan Beach, looking up at a hill lined with boutiques. I decided that if I was going to buy a new shirt, it should at least be made in the USA and be something I would use for a long time to come. The first three stores I went into were no good. Then finally, I saw a Michael Starr sign on a shopping boutique window. I know this brand. They make all their garments in the USA. They grow their own Supima cotton, which is always made here in the USA. And their design and manufacturing are also done here. This means they are paying employees fair wages and providing safe working conditions. So I went into the boutique and I picked out a white long sleeve Supima cotton crew neck tee. So you may be asking yourself at this point, why did I buy something long sleeve if I was already melting in the top that I was already wearing to begin with? Well, for a few reasons. Firstly, this new tee that I had picked out um, is made of Supima cotton. This type of cotton breathes really well and quickly wicks away moisture. This makes it an excellent fabric for hot climates. And this is one of the things that's really important when you're choosing to buy something new. You have to look at the fabric and see how it will play a role in your life. If you live in hot climates, you wanna stay away from polyester because they're go it's going to insulate you and keep you really warm. You're not gonna be comfortable in it unless you work in you know indoors in a really cold setting. You, in, unless that's the case for you, you want to stay away from polyester. So making sure that you are aware of fabrics of the, in the items that you're buying is going to make your closet more sustainable and work better for you. This way, you're not buying items that you're not really going to wear in your real life. And you can prevent amassing all these items that are just going to sit in your closet. So the second reason is that long sleeves are great for layering. And since fall weather is upon us, and we have some cold weather trips coming up soon, going with long sleeves just made sense. Also, the long sleeves, since they are made of Supima cotton, they weren't really, um, they didn't really add any extra warmth because the fabric is just so breathable. So yeah, the sleeves weren't really a problem. Thirdly, Supima cotton is a strong, durable fiber that gets softer to the touch with each wash. These are essential things to keep in mind when shopping. You got to think about the fabric. You got to think about how it's going to play a role in your wardrobe. And you have to think about comfort. Is it something that it's really that you're really going to wear or is it something that's going to sit in your closet because you're not comfortable in it and you don't it doesn't flatter you? If that's the case, then that item's not the right choice for you. I really thought about how this purchase would live in my life, how I would wear it, how cost-effective it would be, and how it would hold up over time. So I paid for the shirt, I changed into it right then and there, and then I started walking over to the pier in my new shirt. And I quickly realized that leaving my bathing suit behind was going to be a big problem since we planned on visiting the beach every day during our stay. The next morning, my denim shorts that I had worn the previous day were still soaked from our beach day, and I didn't know what I was going to wear. I looked through my suitcase and I realized I was very ill-prepared for this beach vacation. I forgot to pack useful beach wardrobe staples. I typically plan my outfits for trips like this and pack them in separate containers to ensure I have enough clothing and don't forget any part of an outfit. So on the third day, realizing that I really needed to buy a bathing suit for this day, we headed over to Nordstrom Rack for a bathing suit only to find that they had zero options because fall had just arrived and every summer piece was long gone. Logically, the next step would be to go check another store, right? Well, if you've never been to LA, 
you should know the traffic is no joke. It takes forever to get around. So the traffic combined with the fact that it was getting late in the day and our toddler was getting really anxious to head to the beach, I decided to just find something there at Nordstrom Rack. I went over to the one tiny rack of athletic wear they had and I started looking to see what I could make function as a bathing suit. I found a pair of running shorts and a cute crop sweater. I picked these items because I knew I'd wear them many times again. So now I've purchased three new things in these past three months, three pieces in total. It's not what I wanted to do. And yeah, I was a bit disappointed in myself at first, but not anymore because sustainable style to me is a lot like veganism. It's impossible to live 100% sustainably in this modern world, just like it's impossible to live a 100% vegan lifestyle. But the point of veganism is to cause the least amount of harm with your everyday choices. It's also about educating yourself on the impact your choices make so that you can make better choices for yourself, others, and our planet. And sustainable style to me is the same. I'm still going to continue my no new clothes for a year challenge. This mistake isn't going to be an excuse to give up. And the silver lining is that I'll be able to anticipate future errors of this kind and catch them before they happen. Perhaps this was a blessing in disguise because we have a lot of traveling to do really soon, but now I'll be much more better prepared. So before I wrap this episode up, I want to touch on two other things. Shopping with limited time leads to a lot of mistakes. And I saw this very, very clearly during this trip to Los Angeles. Everywhere we went, we were rushed because we were trying to be traffic back to our part of the city. And I didn't anticipate having to shop. So I didn't set any time aside in our schedule in order to go shopping. And when you're very limited for time, you're not going to make rational decisions because you're just thinking, make a quick decision, buy whatever we'll do for the moment. And then you think you'll deal with the repercussions later. I know in the past when I didn't have sustainability in mind, this is what I would do. If I had um, a, a last minute event to go to, I would go shopping and then just quickly buy as many options as I could within, you know, within my budget and within the time allotted. And because I usually didn't have enough time for those last minute purchases, I would just kind of go crazy and buy too many things and that's not sustainable. But if I had time and I had planned out what I was going to wear and really given it some thought, I wouldn't have made so many careless choices and spent too much money and possibly would have been able to buy something more sustainable. So making sure that you have enough time so that you can go into you know each store or you can shop online with clarity is really important too. Making sure that you can shop sustainably, especially if you don't know your brands. You have to make some time to research the brands that are sustainable and that are, you know, practicing really good initiatives to, to support their workers and create ethical and safe working environments. And the last thing I want to touch on is temptation, the temptation of going shopping, going into that Nordstrom rack was really intense. The moment I went in and just saw the numerous amounts of racks with just these gorgeous pieces everywhere, I could not focus. My focus was immediately shattered. I forgot what I went in there for. I just started looking at all these pieces and thought, oh, I really like that. I should get that. Oh, I really like that. I have to try it on. And my focus just went out the window. So this is normal. This is going to happen. 
you know, like I said, I've been in this challenge for three months, but I haven't really been into many stores to go shopping because I decided, you know, that's just not going to be my norm now. I'm not just going to go out shopping. So this was the first time in these three months that I was really confronted with a challenge like this. And I was kind of shaken by how easily my focus was shattered. But again, it was really, it was a really good learning experience because now I know what to expect for next time. So if you decide to put yourself in a sustainable style challenge, know that temptation is going to be really intense at times. And really the best thing that you can do is stay away from those stores and be mindful that the temptation is going to happen, but you have to stay focused and just say no and remember why you're doing the challenge. Remember your ethics and your morals and stick to the challenge and you'll be able to have a very successful sustainable style challenge (laughs) okay that was a lot of s's all right you guys that is the end of today's podcast i hope you feel inspired to start your own sustainable style challenge and if you do please contact me on here or through social media and let me know about your challenge and what you're doing and why you're doing it and how it's going and all that good stuff i want to know i want to i want to see what you're up to i hope you've learned something from today's episode and i hope it's left you inspired to live more sustainably. I'll talk to you guys next time.